We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Results are certainly not good as the Brewers fall in 10 innings tonight. 8-5 the final. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Sam Schmitz doing like triple duty here this week. Uh, my name is Tim Allen, and this is a, a little bit of a tough one for more than just, just the loss. It, it really does scream a little bit more than that, and we'll get into all that. Uh, as we move along here tonight. But 8-5 the final. I think the biggest story of the game, you know, again, we can talk all night long about uh, a potential no-hitter. Would have been a combined no-hitter. But we could talk all all day, all day night long about that. I, I will say that the bigger story is you had a 4 to nothing lead. You had a four-run lead in the seventh inning of this game. That's the bigger problem. Now, there is a huge problem in the decision-making process of Craig Council on the Adrian Hauser lift. I don't know if, if there was something he misunderstood there and thought it was 140 pitches when the reality was it was just 100, I say just, but it was 104 pitches with one out in the seventh inning and a no-hitter going. Now, you tell me if that was the right decision. Also, the jinx is in full effect. I mean, does anybody believe in baseball superstitious uh, activity anymore? Superstitions going on all over the place in baseball over the years? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. Because everyone's just tweeting out no hitter, and this guy's got a no hitter going, and everyone's just talking about it. And, you know, in years past, it was uh, – it, it, it was just, you didn't, you didn't say anything. Uh, some broadcasters do say something and others don't. Uh, Brian Anderson has been uh, one that day, hey, you know, he'll, he'll just call it. And uh, his, his response is, and I, I agree with this to an extent uh, that, uh, you know, he wishes he had the power to affect things like that. I want to get your reaction on this. What's what's the bigger story here? The Craig Council move? Would you have made that move? I'll give you my spin here in just a second. Or is the bigger story the loss here as they run their mark now to uh, 64 and 44? And by the way, it's exactly two-thirds of the way through the 2021 championship season. But is the bigger, is the bigger story in this game spitting up a four-run lead in the seventh inning 
Or is it Adrian Hauser and the decision not to leave him in there? Uh, 414-799-1250 as uh, we talk about a 10-inning loss. Brewers' 15th game that went into extra frames. They're now 8-7 and seven in those 15 games. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. As you see, um, a couple of roster moves here earlier in the day. We'll get to those a little bit later on. I would presume with using six pitchers, six relievers, seven total pitchers in this game, six relievers out of the pen in this one for Craig Council, and I think they're, uh, you know, I, I, they're not in great shape with regards to uh, bullpen arms here. I would venture to say probably a, a move made tomorrow to get another reliever in here. You've got the off day on Thursday, and you've got Freddie going tomorrow, and maybe they could they can wipe this one away. This is a tough one. So let me let me ask you then: Would you have removed Adrian Hauser after six and a third of no hit baseball? with 104 pitches. Here's what I think. I think Adrian Hauser earned every single right to get out of that seventh inning. I think he had a leash of another 10 to 12 pitches. I think that would be a fair amount to get out of that seventh inning. One on, one out. He he did have five walks and ends up not allowing a hit, but yet a run. Would you have taken him out after that? I think he earned that right to stay in there and finish up the seventh inning. Hell, you could make the argument that he's earned the right if he gets a one-pitch ground ball, which incidentally, he is a ground ball pitcher, and he gets a double play to, to finish up and button up that seventh inning on 105 pitches. I might have considered throwing him out there again for the eighth inning. Then if he allows a base hit or even a base runner with, uh, you know, four or five pitches, then I might have gone to get him. But not at 104 and a chance to make some franchise history here. Craig Council is the one that says special seasons. Uh, no, he said uh, it's a special story about John Axford. He used that term special. Well, that's what this type of situation was. It was 104 pitches. Now, that's not a huge number. I know he's been baby-caking on these these pitchers all season long, and to some degree, well, to a large degree, it's been working. There's no question about that. They're 20 games over 500. Tough to argue with some of the uh, decisions in terms of the pitching staff that Craig Council has made this year. But in this specific and particular one, I just, I didn't like that move at all. I didn't like it when it happened. I didn't like it, obviously, the way it turned out. It just didn't feel right to me that you go out there and simply because it's at 104, and and, and he had just recorded an out. He just got an out. I don't know if, again, there's sometimes there's things that we don't know about that do affect the decisions and what Craig Council and, and Pat Murphy and, and Chris Hook make while they're there. Maybe they talked to Adrian Pryor, uh, that, that prior half inning, and you know, he, was, he was showing some fatigue or something. But to me, 104 pitches and a no-hitter going in the seventh inning 
I'm not saying he was going to take it off the sheet. But I am saying that he's he had earned that right to get out of the seventh inning with another then additional 10 pitches or so. I think he was allotted two more batters, in my opinion. Average of four or five pitches uh, per at-bat. Uh, Sam Schmitz, what do you think? 104 pitches? Did was the was the hook too early? I think so. I mean, especially when you consider the fact that this bullpen is very scarce right now, and you pretty much need everything you can get out of these starters, as if they haven't you given everything already. So, you know, just letting him at least try to finish out the inning. Yeah, if he gives up the no hitter, so what? And yeah, if he gets around like maybe 120 pitches, I think you'd be okay because at the end of the day, I mean, we saw. Without Hader and these guys on the COVID IL right now, I mean, you're going to need a lot from these starters just to make sure that the bullpen doesn't have games like this. Hey, you know, and to make matters worse, then it all snowballs on you and, and you end up losing the game. So I, th- I think that, you know, plays a, a little bit of a, a haste factor in this as well. But let's go back, uh, Sam, if you could, uh, just go back to the game logs for Hauser. What's the most he has pitched this year? the most amount of pitches, because again, I I just look at it this way that, you know, he earned that right to go another 10 pitches or so 114 wasn't going to be that bad. It just wasn't guys. I I just, and Sam brings up a good point. The, the state of your bullpen right now is in flux. There's no question about it. It is. And and they need to get healthy and they need to get guys back and, and they will, and it'll be in much better shape because of it. They actually grabbed a uh, pitcher today, Sal Romano, off waivers. Uh, he is uh, projected to head to uh, AAA. So that tells you the kind of state. They grabbed John Axford yesterday. That tells you the state of the bullpen uh, currently. But that would be another factor uh, as to, you know, matchups, matchup. Who cares about that in that seventh inning? Let him button up that seventh inning. If he gives up a hit, go get him. But to, to allow him to go another 10, 11, 12 pitches, I, in my estimation, guys, not too much to ask. And I think the baseball gods may have punished him on this one. Well, Tim, unfortunately, this, is, this might have added a little more salt to the wound. The most he's ever pitched this season. Like 80? No, 103 against Pittsburgh. Okay, see. So <laughs> he's already been in that ballpark. He's already been right there. Again, showing fatigue. Was he was he complaining about an injury? Not that I'm aware of. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up in in just a little while, and and I'm sure he'll be asked that question. And you know, we, we, I would I would think and imagine his response is going to be no. That that's about where where his limit is, and we we had to go get him. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'm just not a big fan of that move. And I'm not a big fan of, um, you guys know this, of this six-man rotation. But again, though, that's, that's, just, that's just me. And again, I, full disclosure here, that it's tough to argue with the way he's been handling things. <laughs> it really is. I, I'm not going to gripe too loud about you know, six-man rotation, you know, piggybacking starts at times, wrapped around some off days and things like that. I, I can't. I can't go too crazy on that. And we can as Brewer fans because the, the proof is right there. 64 and 44, two-thirds of the season. You now that's 108 games right now. And so 54 to play here in the 21 championship season. But you know, this, that move right there just really puzzled me. I was a lot more pissed when it happened. 
Uh, let's go to CJ. CJ, you're first up on the fan. Uh, early, too early of a hook on Hauser or what? Oh, gentlemen, good evening. That was way too early. The guy's pitching a no-hitter. This is not April or May, all right? We're in August now. We're going for a pennant. Stop with the, pardon my French. <laughs> all right, we got to let him go. Ouch. All right. I know I know uh it gets emotional, but just kind of watch it. Um seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's hundred and four pitches, not hundred and twenty four. I I don't know if the threshold of danger was in the next eight or ten or eleven pitches. I the again CJ said it. The dude has a no-hitter going. If anyone deserves a little extra time, a few extra pitches, it might be this situation. And it wasn't as if he walked a couple. It wasn't as if he was throwing wild pitches. It wasn't as if he was erratic. He'd been erratic throughout the game with his walks. That was his fifth walk there in that seventh inning. My goodness. And you see what happens when you make moves like that. I think it was a little bit of a baby cake. We're going to coddle this dude, no matter what. And I'm not sure too many people are going to agree with that. In this situation, I can debate all all night long about the six-man rotation, as I said, the piggyback uh, starts and the, you know, uh, a, a day of rest or an extra day of rest with off days and things like that. Yeah, we can debate that. No, No question about it. But this situation, I'm pretty emphatic about this. Ain't no way Adrian Hauser should have been pulled out of that game with 104. I would debate it even at 114, but I would have even debated it um, and lean probably toward at least talking to him, see where he's at a little bit, and then decide, but not at 104. I mean, there aren't too many managers that would have made that move today. I'm convinced of that. Not too many. This, I think we have one of the very few that would have made that uh, decision. 799-1250, let's get to Noah. Noah, you're next on the fan. Too early of a hook for Hauser from Council. That's the question. We have him there? Do we have Noah there? Yep. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, Noah. Yeah, no question. It was too early. I think that I think Hauser earned that benefit. I mean, it's throughout the game he had his walks, but there weren't too many high level stress pitches, and I think he definitely deserved that. Any pitcher deserves that. And I mean, if we go along with Craig Council's thinking, why? I'm sure he had a number in mind of where he wanted to go. But like, so it probably was around 105. So, do you is it really worth letting Hauser go out there whenever he was around 90 pitches to begin with, where you could have a reliever start his inning fresh? So mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of curious about that, too. But, the, I mean, there's no question that it was too early. I think maybe around 120 pitches is when you get, like, a little eye-opening, like, how is he feeling, stuff like that. But he's, he definitely earned that opportunity. And then there's one more thing else I need to mention about is, why is it it's August 3rd? Why is it that at Miller Park you cannot get a Willie Adamas T-shirt jersey or a jersey? Like, that's ridiculous. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wait, what? Uh, do they have the rest of the team? Absolutely, yeah. And I asked him a month ago, too. I said, no, no Adamas yet? No. You can't even get a T-shirt jersey. It, I mean, right, that would be selling up. I mean, he's our best player. How can you argue that? And where is his merchandise? Wow. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little checking into that, Noah. Thanks for the heads up on that. 
usually they have even even the guys they acquire midseason. Usually, to my knowledge, they have the T-shirt jerseys there because they're the easiest to make. Wow. Okay. Did you know that, Sam? No, well, I haven't really. You know, I don't really go to the team store that often when I'm at the game, just because I don't really need anything. But uh, I guess I'm going on Sunday. I guess I'll keep an eye up. Yeah. Yeah. Take a look. Well, we 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 don't need it, but we want it. That's that's the deal. I haven't been in there in in uh, a while myself. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Hauser earned the right, and he deserved the right to finish up that seventh inning. That's the way I look at this, at 104. 114, we could have the conversation, not at 104. I mean, I don't, I just, you know, again, we we can't pretend we knew what was going to happen after that. So keep that in mind, too. He he wasn't aware that the Brewers were going to spit up a a four-zip lead. I mean, he obviously didn't know that. 799-1250 Seven nine nine twelve fifty to Patrick. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, Tim, thanks for taking my call. I think, uh, yeah, I would I would have left him one more batter for sure. But I think I think we're looking at a council was probably looking at the matchup. I think Polanco was the batter, and and Adrian had walked him twice already in the game, and so it was a I don't know. I kind of think Council probably pulled him because he just didn't like the matchup more so than maybe the the pitch okay. count. Yeah, no, you you might be right. And and Council is never going to change his ways on matchups. Right. I mean, that yeah, is the, exactly. the the single most analytic way to look at baseball is righty lefty matchups. It's it's just righty lefty and it's and it splits against and then the whole nine yards career against and is he seeing the ball well against this guy? What's his uh, you know what's his slug against? What were his abs earlier in the game? You're right with a couple of walks, but 104 that's not that big of a number these days. I wonder what Adrian Hauser was thinking. All right, thanks for the call, Patrick. I I, I just. I just wonder if this were Zach Granke, what would have happened? I wonder if this were like a Clayton Kershaw, Baumgartner, Scherzer, Cole. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think Craig Council goes anywhere near those veterans to do that at 104. Again, you could make the argument that the next pitch was a ground ball from a ground ball pitcher to get him out of the seventh, and you run him back out there to start the eighth inning of work. That's where I'm at with this. Instead, baby cake. That's the, that's the word of the, the night tonight. Baby cake. But matchup might be a close second there. That's that's a great point, Patrick. It really is. All right, we're going to have to take a break here. We'll continue to get your reaction. This, uh, uh, you know, as as you guys know, there isn't a manager since Ned Yost to Ken Maka to Renneke to any of them that I'm going to agree with every single move they make. And this one I vehemently disagree with, not because of the way tur- things turned out, but because Adrian Hauser deserved that right and earned that right at 104 pitches to at least button up the seventh inning. Your thoughts, 799-1250. Brewers did go on to lose this game 8-5, to five, and that was in 10 innings of, uh, well, a bunch of pitchers.
cycling in and out. And uh, it was almost a walk-off home run by Escobar. I don't know if you recall that. That's lost in the shuffle here, too. We'll unpack it all. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on the fan. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, welcome back. Brewers lose a tough one today. 8-5 the final as they fall in game two of this three-game set. Still 20 games over 500. That's, uh, that's pretty enjoyable. That's, that's an enjoyable season. This game was enjoyable through about six and a third. That's when it went south for me. You, you have a no-hitter in the seventh inning. You're thinking, okay, went out there for the seventh. It's going to finish it up. Is that, what, 95 pitches, 97 pitches heading into the inning, allows a walk, and he gets an out, and then Council says, well, that's enough. No hitter, nah, yeah, whatever. Uh, we're, we're, we're just going to take you out. Baby cake. Baby cake, patty cake, baker's man. Baby cake, baby cake. That's what this was. There's no way a veteran pitcher is going to allow himself to be removed from that seventh inning today. Not not any not any of these these veteran guys. Okay, Adrian House is not a veteran, so he gets pushed around from council. There's a little caveat here that we don't know if there was fatigue showing or having a conversation last half inning when when they were in the dugout. We don't know. We're going to find out though. Craig Council is going to answer the question here coming up shortly. But your thoughts on it, 104 pitches, he acted like it was 140. Oh, no, my goodness, sky has fallen. He just allowed a walk and a a foul out. And he's got a no-hitter going. I better go get him. I think they win this game if Craig Council leaves Hauser in for the seventh inning. I'm not sure if they throw a no-hitter. Obviously combined, because he wasn't he wasn't going uh you know the eighth and ninth. But I'm pretty convinced they win this baseball game. See how it snowballed on him? I I, I completely disagree with this move. I think he earned and deserved an additional ten pitches. You go from one oh four to to one twelve, one thirteen, come on. That was gonna make the difference. That was gonna save his arm for the stretch drive in September. That was going to make the difference in additional starts. That was going to make the difference in uh, preventing an injury. That was all going to make the difference in Hauser moving forward for the final third of the season. I don't buy it at all. I don't know what they were thinking. There has to be something here. There, there, just, there just does. And matchup is, is a good, good attempt. But I'm not sure I'm, I'm processing that uh, myself. 799-1250. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're next on the fan. What do you think? 104 pitches for Hauser with a no-hitter going. All right, so I'm driving home from the game with two Brewers geniuses here. I got my uncle. <laughs> my uncle okay. has to say that he's a paid professional, and you got to let him play. If he, he Let him play. You know, he's, he's a yep. paid professional. is isn't just like a, you know, little league game. And um, my dad just says that uh, uh, 
back in the day, people used to play the whole game, no problem. You know, yep. and, and, and he does not think that council was communicating with him at all. I personally, yeah. So you're, you're, so you guys, yeah. You just have to ask him one question. Did you ask him if he wanted to continue to play? That's the only question you should ask him. And, and shame on Adrian Hauser if he said, no, I'm good. Well, um, you know, I, I think maybe he was tired personally. He just wanted to come out. But, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, thanks a lot for your time. You, you got show. it. Yeah, you, you got it. And t- good for you guys. 24,000 on a Tuesday night against Pittsburgh. I'm loving that. Brewer fever is starting to catch on. That's for sure. I don't know what kind of conversations. They, obviously, uh, we don't know what kind of conversations they were having, either on the mound or I literally thought he was going out there to check on him. I didn't think he was going to make the move right there. I really didn't. I was a little stunned that he made the move, and then I got upset that he made the move. Not after Norris got got himself into trouble. Not, not because of that at all. It was just because of the situation. You have an opportunity here. You have a golden opportunity here to take this thing and run with it and, and, and get, in the, uh, get, in the, get in the history books with the franchise with Juan Nieves. Yeah, it would have been a combined no-hitter. That would have been sweet. Special seasons, special stories. Remember that day back in early August when they had the uh, Adrian Hauser and John Curtis and Devin Williams no-hitter. You remember that? That was sweet. That was just one of the stories, one of the great things that happened in a special season. But that didn't matter, did it? That didn't, that, 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 that didn't matter. And to a degree, I, I, I guess I understand that. You're not trying to you know, write stories here and write a book and have a happy you know, Tim Allen uh, you know, end-of-the-season retrospective, if you will. But it, it does sort of snowball into other things. And I, and I think that's how this game was lost. That move right there. I do. Different pitchers, pitches are thrown then. Different hitters are faced then by your relievers. It, uh, it does get out of sequence. The way it turned out, it would, it would be a different sequence of hitters stepping into the box. You know, as, whereas one guy got a base hit off Norris, maybe Hauser gets him out, and then Norris is going to face the other guy the following inning. I mean, you just there's so many different variables here. That one decision had an impact on the way this game turned out. I'm convinced of that. The baseball gods can be, they can be nasty. You make a, you make a move like this to baby cake on a pitcher just because, well, oh my goodness, this is the way we normally do it. No hitter or not a no hitter. It doesn't matter. I'm sticking to my guns. That's just, I don't, I don't agree with that. I really don't. Let's go to a Nate. Nate, you're next on the fan. Hauser, that's our uh, conversation tonight. You know what, Tim? I'm just I'm I, I, I'm lost words. I really am. Um, like I just don't understand. I'm not a big Hauser fan, um, but he was dealing tonight. I gotta give him credit. He was pitching. He was pitching pretty well tonight. You take him out after a walk. Well, there's two reasons, and I'll keep you here, Nate. There's two reasons why they lost this baseball game. 
Craig Council's decision to lift Hauser when he did and COVID. Because that bullpen is decimated right now. And Tim, it, that's my next is. point. That's my next point. That's the, that's another reason why you should have left him in the game. Yep. You yep, you're know right. your bullpen is not where it usually is, Tim. Yeah, yep, you're right. Right on. You know you know your bullpen is not where is not at the level that you usually have it at. So when you have a guy out there dealing the way Hauser was dealing tonight, you leave him in the game. Yep, and I know what he wanted to do. You know what he wanted to do. He wanted Norris to button up that uh, that seventh inning. He wanted Curtis for the eighth. He wanted Williams for the ninth, and we're off and running another victory. I know. I know that's that's where he wanted to go there. But and, again, these things tend to snowball on you. And then again, okay, Norris gets into trouble. Then you burn Curtis. No, at this point, just let him finish. <laughs> Let him finish. Yep. He's, he's already in deep trouble. Let well, you know the bullpen's in deep trouble when Angel Perdomo's in a 5-5 game in the eighth inning. Like, is this, is this Tim, is, it was just bad. After that sixth inning, it was just bad managing all the way around. Yep. Yep. Um, no, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And, and the, you know what, Nate? There's, there's very few managers, I think, that would have made that move. That, that exact move right there. Now, again, you, you could say there's different sort of situations that come up. You, I mean, you, you never know. They're, they're not all the same. It's like, it's like a game of pool in the bar. There's never been a game that's been identical start to finish. And there's never been a baseball game that's been identical start to finish. Exactly. But, and if you're so worried about his pitch count, you're running a six-man uh, six rotation. Skip, skip a start. Yeah, yeah. Skip yeah. a start. Because probably around the time that you his next start come around, you'll probably have Hater back. You'll probably have Cousins back. You'll have Strickland back. Your bullpen of your bullpen will be somewhat um, better situated to handle if somebody can't go wrong. It, it, it was other it was other options, Tim. It was yep. other options besides taking him out of that game when he was doing when he was dealing the way he was. If it was Brandon Woodruff, if it was if it was Carbon Burns, probably even Freddie Peralta, they wouldn't have been out that game. I, I, I guarantee you that, Tim. He would have he would have trusted them to finish that inning. I, I just don't think that a lot of pitchers would have stood for that. They would have said, "Are you kidding? Let me finish the seventh up here. I got one out." I mean, it's it's not like I've got the bases loaded and one out. This is just one on, one out. I can get a ground ball. By the way, hey, counts. Skip, I'm a ground ball pitcher here. I, I maybe can get a swing here and get a ground ball and get out of this thing. All right, Nate, always a pleasure, man. 799-1250. Mike, you're next on the fan. What, what, what's on your mind? No, Timmy, I, I'm not mad. We still got a great team. We got no era. We got no Yelich. Four relievers down. Here's my take. Now, um, where am I? You know, here's the thing I, I saw with Council. Don't talk to the guy. No one talked to the guy. Go back out, gives up the lead-up run, take him out. They didn't even give him that luxury. No. Nope. would have went more batters. And this uh, Policio, 
Palermo. Who? Angel Perdomo. Home run away. Yeah, Angel Perdomo. Oh, Oh, Polanco. 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 My spelling ain't too good. I've had a few. That's okay. Um, When he caught that ball, and I know he's got stick him in that glove, because they always throw the ball in the crowd. They want to get busted. I said Sports Center top ten. I was like, this game ain't meant to be, and that's the way it showed up. Mm -hmm. We just got to move on, right? Yeah, absolutely. You do, you do have to move on, but, well, I mean, no, tomorrow's a bigger it game. It still hurts. It still hurts. Yeah. But I told you two months ago, there will be a no-hitter. I'm there starting to think that, too, man. I, I Mike, I, you might be on to something. I, I think it's it's such a great season thus far that you just might see that capper by one of these guys. Well, or a combined no-hitter. I would take that. Packers, Tampa, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're all yeah. over it, Mike. Have yep. a cold Thanks. one, pet the dog in the head for me. <laughs> all right. See you, see you later. 799-1250. It is uh, – I would like to see another no-hitter. Um, there's a bunch of them being thrown these days, and the pitching is, is certainly good enough to get that done. A lot of things need to go right for that. Uh, for example, I don't know, leaving the guy in to finish up an inning. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to find out what Craig Council has to say. Yeah, the play of the game with ABC Audio Video. Uh, it, is, it is the play of Adrian Hauser and the decision. <clears throat> that certainly affected this game. And, uh, I, again, m- most of us would not have done what Craig Council did tonight. But he's 64 and 44. I mean, that's tough to argue with. But that situation, this is specific to this one game. Keep your mojo going. Let them get out of that inning. They're going crazy for Adrian. Crowd's going crazy for it in the dugout, I'm saying. Then the crowd's going crazy for Adrian as he comes off that mound in the seventh. And his pitch count eh, worked up to uh, 113. But he buttoned up the seventh inning. They win this game. They win this game. I'm almost almost emphatic about that as this bad move is. All right, we're going to hear from Craig Council up next. If you want to uh, react to this one, this, this is tough. This is tough. We're going to get some insight next. I wouldn't have made the move. Is there a justification to make the move, according to you? Certainly there were... Um, There were some factors in Craig Council's decision, that's for sure, and we're going to hear from him next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They go on for a 10-inning, 8-5 loss. We'll be right back here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan.
A lot of factors went into this 8-5 to five loss in 10 innings, the biggest of which, in my estimation, was the pulling of Adrian Hauser in the seventh inning. One out, one on, and a no-hitter going, and 104 pitches. Not 140, but 104. Okay, that's going to the ex- extreme. Not even 114. The 114, we could have the conversation. The 104... Yeah, I don't know. He deserves and earned the right to get out of that seven. Now, am I missing something here? Am I, I mean, we're going to hear from Craig Council here. And a lot of times, I won't say most times, but a lot of times, you know, we as fans, we, we don't consider everything that went into a decision. So there's probably going to be something we missed, but maybe not. Um, but the other factors involved in this, a big error by Willie Adamas. I mean, how, how often is that going to happen? How often is it going to happen that, um, you know, Polanco pulls one back uh, and it would have been a walk-off home run off the bat of uh, Eduardo Escobar? He easily could have been a 6-5 walk-off victory, bottom of the ninth, and we're celebrating another, you know, Brewers victory here in the 2021 championship season, and then and life goes on. We go after the sweep tomorrow. That just... All of those things didn't happen. And then finally, you know, the factor of this bullpen is in uh, considerable flux right now. And, and it's, you know, they're handling this the best they can, obviously. And you know, you're going to run into situations where, you know, in, in, in the COVID world that it takes a bite out of you. And it, and it did certainly with the Brewers bullpen. So they're going to have to, uh, you know, get healthy, let some time pass here in the meantime you know, maybe that's another decision or a factor that went into the decision or that didn't go into the decision that your bullpen is a little bit um, respectfully not as good as it was prior to the additions to the COVID list. I mean, that's pretty clear. So you want to buy them some time also, and an extra, an extra out or two is certainly going to help those guys that clearly aren't as good as the other guys. So all of that went into an 8-5 loss. And uh, we need to hear from uh, Craig Council here and, and get the final word on why pull Hauser with 104 pitches. And let's get the answer to that. Craig, is obviously the, the, the seventh inning turned when Hauser came out. Is that a hard decision in, in that position? Or with all the circumstances, is that a pretty easy call? No, uh, I mean, we, he was on, um, you know, we sent him out there. He, he threw the ball great he, and he was throwing the ball great. Um, you know, we'd, we'd kind of lowered his pitch count and we're building back up He threw 70 last time. Um, you know, that this is as high as he's been all year. Wasn't going to finish the game. Um, so I, he had the first two hitters of the inning for sure. Um, we decided before the inning, first two hitters, anybody gets on, it's Norris is in the game to face, um, the, the left-hander. So there was no debate really. We decided before the inning, what was going to happen. If he got the first two hitters out, he's, he faces the, he's going to face the third hitter. So I'll uh, try to get through the seventh. Um, but he was, he was fabulous. I mean, he, he was excellent. Um, pitch, pitch really, really well again. Greg, Willie uh, took responsibility on that grounder. Um, what, from your vantage point, what did what did you think of that one? Was bad hop? Uh, was it a play you should have made? Or well, it was just it was a tricky hop because the ball was, you know, a little bit. Um, you know, it, 
it was, I probably, I think it was hit off the end of the bat. So it just had a little funky spin on it and then it caught him kind of in between. Um, so it's just one, it's one of those plays that, that infielders get cause the ball's kind of not, you know, no, crisply hit or normally hit it's, it's cued a little bit. And so the, the spin on the ball is tricky and it's an in-between and it was because it was a line drive it was in between. And from your vantage point in the dugout there on uh, Escobar's uh, the, the catch that that Polanco made there in the ninth, did you think that had enough distance to get over the fence? Well, I, I thought it was a great catch. You know that that's probably what I thought. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, we all we all took a look and and we're hoping, but he made a great play. Craig, how how stressed is your staff to navigate a game like that with all of the some pretty key bullpen arms down and guys pitching. And I don't know if you would agree with this different spots. Um, you know, honestly, we are, we didn't have very many tough bullpen decisions tonight. It, it lined with the guy, you know, we, these are the guys we have, we have, um, Brad was down tonight. Um, Suter was down tonight. So, you know, it, it, it lined up good and it lined up the way it needed to line up. And we got guys in, in the right spots. Um, these, these, this is our bullpen right now. We've, we've been hit by COVID in the bullpen. It's, it's taken a pretty, pretty big chunk out of our bullpen. Um, and for the next, you know, week to 10 days, this is, this, this is going to be our group. Um, so they'll, they'll, we didn't get it done tonight. Um, but they'll get it done. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll put them in spots that, um, you know, they, they're likely to succeed and they will. A shot to second on a hop. And that'll be a three up, three down inning for Underwood. All eyes on Adrian Hauser. High pitch count, six no hit innings. He's heading back out for the seventh. Sun Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Did Brian Anderson jinx it again? B.A., you're killing me. <laughs> I know your response, too. And your response is, I wish I had that much power to affect a baseball game. I don't know. Superstitions run pretty wild in the game of baseball, that's for sure. So you heard Craig Council say that this is the highest pitch count Adrian Hauser has been on. By one. They had the plan to face the first two hitters. He didn't earn the right to go after Polanco in a four to nothing game. Was it for, what? What was the score at that point? Yeah, four nothing. Yeah, it was four nothing. Okay, he didn't earn or deserve the right to face one more hitter potentially to get get through the seventh inning. Come on, ah. No, I don't buy it. Do you, Sam? I mean, what what's going on here? No, I think it's probably a combination of – I think he wanted it to be, you know, kind of the matchup thing, but I think it was a, a factor of, you know, pitch count, everything like that. So I, I think it was a multitude of things, but he just chalked it up to the, being mostly matchups and all that in pitch count. Bad move. Yeah. Bad move. It's just a bad move. It's a bad move. It's a, it's a bad look. It's, it's not trusting Adrian Hauser. You're going to trust Angel Perdomo and – uh, let's see here. Blaine Hardy and Daniel Norris over a dude throwing a no hitter. You're going to trust those guys over letting Adrian go to one or two more batters or throw 10 more pitches. Come on. 
I just, that just makes no sense to me. It doesn't. Craig, if you're listening, by the way, um, most times you make the right, right moves, right calls, and I, I can't argue too much, and Craig's probably on his way home right about now, probably in his car, just maybe flipping around the dial or something, catching a little feedback here. Um, most times you do make the right move, and most times I can't argue with it, because especially this year. I mean, your team is 20 games over 500. That move, that's a bad move. That was a bad move for a number of reasons. The biggest of which is it snowballed on you. What doesn't make sense about, if, if I were to, to, to debate this, what doesn't make sense about letting Hauser go to 114? Those 10 pitches are going to affect every plan you had for Adrian Hauser the rest of the year. These specific 10 pitches was going to affect everything that you had planned for Hauser moving forward. Off days, potential injuries, his pitch count, his innings up from last year to this year. All of those things came into play in tonight's potential second franchise no-hitter. I mean, that's something that has to be that has to be said. I know what you wanted to do. You, you wanted to get to Curtis, and you wanted to get to Dev, and that was going to be a victory. But it started with the lift of Hauser with something special going on here, and it was special. It is special. Special seasons are made of special stories, and this would have been one, could have been one. Uh, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get Matt in here. Matt, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Matt? Yeah, uh, Craig Council's on his way home right now, so he's he's probably listening to you. You know, it's it's not even so much. I mean, a lot of people are also kind of saying, well, you know, if Adamus gets the ground ball, we aren't talking about half this. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't get to that point um, where you're relying on that bounce to go one way or another. Because I mean, there were multiple chances. I kind of wonder. Um, given how much Jace Peterson's been struggling, you know, why you aren't bringing a race? There's a lot. I mean, this is kind of that. Why didn't you have George Brett that third type moment with uh, mm-hmm. uh, yep. why am I blanking? A Hal McRae out in Kansas City type moment kind of question after the game. But it's like <laughs> there, there, there's more things than even just the pitching decisions that you kind of scratch your head at um, where it's just that Sanchez was, Sanchez was available too tonight. It just feels like Craig Council has this habit of just trying to hang on and hang on to his key guys as if he's going to need them later. There's going to be this big time. He's going to need it the next day or whatever. First of all, you're playing Pittsburgh. They're so far out of it. They're almost eliminated already. The the time where you're going to be able to have this clutch one or two run situation, it's going to be like it is usually a hater where it's like, oh, now we're up four runs, sit him down for another three days, and he doesn't pitch for like a week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of frustration I have looking at it where there's that, and he's constantly trying to play the matchups. And you have, you know, Norris that's brought in, and the whole point of bringing in a lefty at the deadline, supposedly, is he's going to be a top lefty. Norris isn't even in the top 100, even with the one and two-thirds clean innings. Up to this he's point, got a five, like a five, he's got almost a six ERA. And he's a lefty, so it's like, okay, he would have probably been a loogie originally if we didn't have the goofy three batter rule now. But mm-hmm. even so, against lefties, he's not even in the top 100 in the majors in SIP um, amongst, like, even relievers. 
So if you're looking, regardless of inning counts, inning count too, by, by the way, so it's not even like you're factoring in guys that have thrown like two innings. He's not even the top 100 amongst them. Yep. And, you know, okay, Stearns was even quoted saying, well, we, at one point we were thinking we weren't going to do anything, and you just kind of go there. You look, there's a couple guys. Um, I'm blanking on his name. The closer that's down in Nashville right now, is he not being brought up to help because Stearns is obsessed with not using an option on these guys and it somehow lowers their trade value, and it's like, you need them now. And they're yeah. making these moves, so they're screwing around with uh, Axford. I thought Axford was a Jeff Jenkins, you know, one day I'm going to retire as a Brewers situation, and we've got him coming in. You know, it's like, well, you like Axford and everything, but we aren't calling, you know, good old Tim Tillard, you know, Tim Dillard, out of, you know, the booth yeah. to come in and pitch. Why are we using guys that haven't pitched in two, three years? You know, I so mean, I would have I would have rolled the dice on Eric Yardley before John Axford, honestly. Well, and it's like, do we not have guys at AAA that can kind of come up? I guess that's um, the other guy that was in tonight. I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Uh, Blaine. Um, what's his last name? Blaine. Blaine uh, Hardy. Blaine Hardy. I apologize to him if he feels insulted by that. But, like, legit, guy, hey, he's in the big leagues for a reason and in some capacity. But – you know, is there no one else at AAA they can bring in? And it looks like there are a couple guys that are in that national sounds bullpen that they probably could use. And it just feels like also this isn't just on Craig. It's what is Stearns giving him because he's like holding on to not wanting to use guys' options or having to risk someone go through waivers that, quite frankly, most of these teams aren't going to pick up anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot to go there. Um but yeah, I just this I'm this this whole thing. You if you if if you've been listening, Matt, you you know where I stand on on this move. This is a bad move. This is oh, a yeah. bad move, and and he's got to lay him, his head on the pillow. And it won't be six the it won't rotation. be the last bad move. They're doing a six man rotation too. This isn't like they're going on. The, they're doing the six man goofiness now too, where it's like 104, 110 pitches. Well, they're getting the axe day rough usually anyways with a lot of these guys. So the whole justification is saying, well, he's at 100. Well, this pitch count nonsense, it's like, well, how does he look? It's almost like you want to talk about bringing guys out of retirement. Well, you get like an old hand type manager to come in, just sit in the back of the dugout, just to like, I don't know at this point, because it's like there are times where there's this rigidness with lefty-righty matchups and pitch count, and it seems like when Craig ever gets bit by something going wrong with a pitching change, it is one of those two things. And just about mm-hmm. every other aspect of him managing the pitching rotation, the pitching staff, and the bullpen seems to go well if he's not hyper-focusing on those things. Because he's, if you actually look, there's a couple sites out there that show the analytics of pitching decisions. That was one of the reasons they were really piling on um, Matheny a number of years back, because he was terrible mm-hmm. at it. Craig has been pretty much middle of the road for a while, past couple years now, not just 2020, I'm talking 2019 as well. And it's just like there's this, over-reliance on sabermetrics, I think, going on instead of the hybrid where you see the Dodgers because the whole 20 games above 500, they should be. Look at the roster, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Some some good points in there. I, I will say this, though, um, just to defend Craig a, a little bit, I mean, boy, he's he's got his teams winning each each and every year in, in terms of you know winning in quotation marks, now winning World Series, but – getting into the postseason, and, and he does have this particular team uh, 20 games over 500 and just having a, a really outstanding season. But I'm just saying that this won't be the last bad move that he makes just simply because 
Adrian Hauser's pitched more pitches tonight than he has all year long by one. Played a factor in lifting him in a no-hit situation. Just simply because your plan was he's facing the two batters and he didn't like the matchup of Polanco, that to me is a slap in the face to Adrian Hauser because Adrian Hauser pitched his ass off for six and a third and deserves and earned the right to face Polanco. That's the way I see it. Just because you, you made a plan a half inning before, 17 minutes before that, you made a plan that, well, what do you think, Murph? Uh, he'll go uh, another two hitters. He gets to Polanco. We're going to have to go get him. That's crazy. And Matt, you're right. I thought the six-man rotation was to alleviate some of the innings and pitches and outings and starts. This would allow a little wiggle room, shouldn't it? I don't know. What do I know? This snowballed into a loss because of that one move, and I'm convinced of that. There's no proof either way. But this one move cost them them a baseball game. I'm 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 I don't know. They had a four zip lead. <laughs> he doesn't deserve a little wiggle room. You're freaking out over four zip. Maybe you don't trust your bullpen. Now their bullpen clearly is in in flux. There's no doubt. And we gotta get through this. This might be happening at the right time. A couple of things. The timing is really good for this baseball team. Uh if 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 this were Going to happen, this COVID stuff, it's right around the time where you're going to play Pittsburgh a bunch of times. That's good timing. That's good luck in a, in a weird way. That, that is good luck. And this, this doesn't happen in September. When you're playing a little more stiff competition, you know, at, at that point. So, all right, let's hear from Adrian Hauser and catch his spin on it. Maybe there was some fatigue going on and... We're just uh, not aware of it or whatever, but we got the answer from Greg Council. It, it didn't satisfy my appetite, but nah, so be it. Craig's going to go back at it tomorrow and go after the series with Freddie Peralta. Yeah, they kind of need a deep start out of Freddie, and hopefully they, they can get it. It's Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Ten innings, they fall 8-5 with a near-no-hitter. Figure that one out. A near, they've got a no hitter into the seventh inning and allow eight runs. Wow. We'll be back on the fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. All right, Brewers fall in 10 innings, 8-5 the final, and uh, Adrian Hauser, six and a third, a no-hit baseball, ends up with a uh, one-earned run given up, no hits. Okay. Uh, I would have let him finish that seventh. That's that's well uh, documented here the last... Uh, hour and a half or so, but 
Um, I wonder what Adrian was thinking about him getting pulled there in that situation. Now, I, I tell you, um, I think his youth made him, you know, comply, if you will, <laughs> because I'm not sure a veteran pitcher would have been removed in that situation. I, I wonder what Brett Anderson would have done. I think you may have seen a little conversation there with, with Brett Anderson and Craig Council. But Adrian, uh, I, I don't know. Good dude. Great, great guy. Um, but I wonder if he was a little perplexed in that decision. Let's find out as we go inside the clubhouse here and hear from the Brewers' right-hander. Adrian, could you give us your view of um, coming out there at 104? Uh, were you surprised at the move at that time? Uh Sorry, I couldn't really hear you there. Kind of breaking up. Oh, sorry. I, I was just looking for your view of coming out at 104 pitches and if you were surprised uh, to come out at that at that point of that inning. Uh, I mean, kind of a little bit, but, uh, you know, I kind of understand it. You know, new season, longer season compared to last year. We haven't been, you know, real deep in the ball games. We're getting into a point where we haven't been last year and we're, you know, the pitch count was obviously pretty high. Uh, way too many walks for me tonight but uh, yeah you know obviously I wanted to you know stay in there and try to get one more guy and you know try to get a double play or something like that and get out of the inning. Adrian how do you assess that right like no hits but the but the five walks um, you know was it was it a certain pitch for you um, with the command or, or how do you kind of assess that? Uh, no I think it was just kind of in and out you know just kind of getting out of the mechanics a little bit when you know, get those walks going and just wasn't able to command command my pitches like I wanted to. Wasn't hitting my spots and, you know, was just putting guys on base and, you know, something to work on in the next bullpen and really hammer down and, you know, just kind of stop the walks in their tracks where they are now. Adrian, how did how were you feeling physically at that point of the game? Um, because of the, the walk, that's a high number of pitches in a condensed period. Were you feeling any fatigue setting in? Uh, not really. You know, I felt felt pretty good. Felt like it was pretty, you know, pretty normal game for me for the most part. You know, I felt pretty good there in the seventh inning. You know, a little tired, sweaty, but, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Felt felt good. Felt like I could keep going for sure. Adrian, do you feel for the bullpen a little bit with what that unit's gone through with all the COVID stuff? Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're having guys pitch in situations that they haven't pitched in yet, and we're asking them to do a lot of stuff and, you know, cover a lot of innings for us over these next few days or how many ever days it is that we're missing out on some guys out of the bullpen. So, you know, it's definitely uh, definitely a tough challenge for some of the guys here, but, you know, uh, I think they're definitely up for it and can definitely uh, help us out and keep us keep us right where we are. Anything else for Adrian? Adrian, were you inside when Escobar hit that deep fly ball in the bottom of the ninth? And, and do you think that was out? Uh, I was inside, and, uh, yeah, I do think it would have been out. You know, uh, Polanco made a great play, you know, obviously playing no doubles, extra base hits there. So his back foot was literally on the track before the pitch. So, you know, was able to make a good play on it, and you definitely robbed the home run there. So that kind of stinks. Playing normal position probably doesn't get there and probably home run, but you know, good for them for playing in that position at that time. Yeah, that was a that was a tough pill to swallow too. Escobar is, is about to walk off. 
and ingratiate himself to the uh, home crowd with a uh, bottom of the ninth inning solo home run to walk off for a Brewers victory, but not to be and a lot of factors involved in a Brewers 10 inning, eight to five loss, wipe it away, turn the page. You just heard, by the way, just one more thing. Adrian Hauser, a little surprised, little bit surprised. Mm, yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you, Adrian. I think a lot of people were surprised. You know, 104 pitches, and, it, you know, he mentioned it coming off the innings from last year into this year, but I think we've hit a stride here with a six-man rotation. I think we've hit a stride enough to uh, allow an additional 8, 9, 10, 12 pitches to maybe uh, get through an inning and uh, preserve a potential no-hitter, and that's the bummer part of it. I mean, 1987 was the last no-hitter, and, you know, it's it's not necessarily Craig Council and Adrian Hauser's job to make up for you know lost time since the last no hitter, and I understand that. I'm I'm not pinning the the franchise history on these two, but man, when you got a chance, come on, I want special. I want more stories in a special season, and this this potentially could have been one. But you know, hopefully, uh, okay. Uh, I will say this that. The likelihood of a no-hitter is is always a long shot, and I understand that. But it does feel like one's going to happen this year, doesn't it? It also feels like an immaculate inning is coming soon to a Brewers pitcher near you. So keep that in mind as well. Brewers will uh, go back at it. Game three of the three-game set, 110 first pitch tomorrow afternoon. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Right here, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And hats off to the fans as well. You know, 23,000 last night, 24,000 tonight, Monday and Tuesday nights. Are you kidding? That is awesome. Brewer fever starting to catch on here. And, Sam, the matchup tomorrow is uh, Freddie Peralta, right? Yep. Thankfully, Freddie will be going for tomorrow's rubber match as they try to win the series. Freddie coming into tomorrow's start, 8-3. and three. Tim, his ERA is sitting at 2.17. <laughs> That's crazy. He has a deep start with uh, very few runs. Uh, that, that could dip down right around 2. And, oh, Tim, you're going to love this. Uh, pitching for the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow Left-handed pitcher Stephen Brault, who just got activated from the 60-day IL. So this will be his first appearance in 2021. He was sidelined since late March. So uh, he made a couple rehabs, you know, stints, and now he'll be making his first appearance in 2021. But, Tim, you know and I know, and for listeners, you know, tuning in right now, I will assure you, you do not want to miss tomorrow's show if no. the Brewers win with Stephen Brault on the mound. Yeah, uh, we're going to be playing some music tomorrow. And Stephen Brault is involved, and it will. It's just weird hearing it. You wouldn't expect it from Stephen Brault. We'll just put it at that. At all, that would be the last thing that you would expect to come out of Stephen Brault. But it's there, and if you haven't heard it, we got it for you tomorrow. As uh, the Brewers take on the Pirates, game three of the three-game set, heading into the off day, be nice to get a victory and, and get some. Uh, Get some momentum heading into that uh, three-game set against the San Francisco Giants. All right, that's going to do it for us. Tough one tonight, 8-5 final in 10 innings. And uh, you guys, just wipe it away. There'll be better days. And despite the outcome, try to smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.